0: Hey crew, back on the Limpet Podcast. i got the lovely Donna Lee joining me today. I'll let you introduce yourself.
1: <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. So my name is Donna Lee. Um, I'm a counsellor, uh, studying to be a sex therapist, work out on the mine site, um, typical Australian <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, and yeah, thank you for having me.
0: No, that's okay. And uh, I suppose what made you, we're speaking about just before we started, but like, what made you get into counselling and then want to specialise? A bit of a journey there?
1: Yeah, so I sort of knew I wanted to be a psychologist from a young age um, just because people fascinated me. So being a typical introvert, I was always in awe of people that could just talk to someone and instantly click or knew exactly what to say in the right situations. Uh, and then what motivated people as well to do certain things. So growing up, I watched a lot of crime shows with my mum and a lot of movies that had, you know, murder scenes and things like that with my dad. Uh, And so watching them, it wasn't the gore that got me. It was the fascination with, well, why are people doing this? You know, what motivates them to do this? And then decided that I didn't want to be a psychologist because it was very assessment and medical-based and it felt a little bit cold. Uh, and decided to do counselling instead. So really that drive behind why people do things and what they think of and um, I suppose as well, now that I'm older, the motivation is more helping people come to terms with who they are and help resolve their issues that they've got going on. So long story short. <laughs> yeah, no, I love
0: that. And you mentioned that you're probably more a classic introvert. Yes. And do you feel like uh, through what you've learned, you've been able to, uh, I suppose, not push yourself towards more extrovert but have more extrovert type behaviors where you can be more open and more like talk about and be more comfortable in front of speaking in front of people do you feel like that's something that can be trained
1: in a way yes uh am i more extroverted god no <laughs> <laughs> uh, i find that it's probably gotten worse because being a therapist our job is to listen to people so people are talking and i'm just saying they're listening to them and then miss the cue where they're like, are you going to say something or are you just going to sit there staring at me? Um, So it certainly can, we can train people to adopt certain behaviors um, and to give them some social cues and, you know, talking topics and things like that. So that has really helped. But yeah, I find it's still very difficult to sort of come out unless people start talking about sex or (laughs) counseling interventions, um, philosophy, things like that. I just sit there and listen to them.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And like you said, like it's. Uh, I suppose you, once you have those type of, you know, when you are quite introverted, trying to pursue a career like counselling would almost seem quite daunting to someone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. So, good
0: job coming on the podcast, by the way. Yeah, it's, uh, it's okay. Um, I was going to say, your, I suppose, water, and uh, we were spoken about just before, but What was your drive to then go from counselling into uh, specialising in sexology? Is that right? Sexology? Sexology,
1: yeah. yeah, Yep. So um, sexology encompasses education, sexual therapy, literally anything to do with sex is sexology. Mm. Uh, And so my niche is more that sexual therapy based because I cannot educate people to save my life. Um, So (laughs) it's really just helping people become genuine who they are in their sexuality and sensuality. So an area that I'm looking at is kinks, for example. Uh, And everyone has it. Everyone's got a kink or a preference that they prefer. uh, And it's just helping them recognise that it's fine. It's normal to have that and it's normal to... Prefer something in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom if that's your kink as A well.
0: Beach, yeah, the car yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> you know,
1: if you want to do it on an apartment balcony, go for it. <laughs> Just don't get caught. <laughs> um, so, and people can become so caught up in society views and their beliefs and, you know, oh no, if I like feet, that's abnormal. It's like, well, it's not. You know, you do you. It's all good. So, mm-hmm. helping people come to terms with what they want and being happy with that.
0: Love it. And do you find that, like, uh, I suppose you know, you've know, you been in it for a bit now, but uh, one of the big drivers for the misconception of beliefs would be driven from, like, things like porn and social media and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think social media is contributing a lot now, and porn is contributing a lot to people becoming more accepting of themselves. Mm. But there's still such a long way to go. You know, for every post that you have about... Uh, embracing your sexuality. There's another post to say, well, no, you shouldn't. You should fit into this box. Yeah. For every, you know, pornographic video where it's uh, very male dominated, and mm. you know, there's no focus on female pleasure, or if you're in the um, LGBTIQA+ community, where my knowledge isn't very vast, but there's no real focus on that as well. So we're moving very slowly towards, you know, um, challenging beliefs and challenging ideas, but we need to be a bit more proactive in that and just let people know that it's, that it's okay, that it's normal. Everything is normal. Abnormal is normal.
0: Love that. And uh, like one of the reasons for bringing you on today is because it's something that I love speaking about with my clients. It's like, you know, how many times did you get laid this week? I'm like, like uh, you know, do you feel like your energy level is high? Is your libido good? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling yourself? Um, and a lot of these things come back around to how well you are performing to perform in the gym. Because, you know, like uh, I noticed correlation with clients, you know, when libido is really good and you know, they've got a healthy relationship with their partner, with uh, like, intimately, then everything else flows really well. Like, you know, body composition is better. Their strength is better. They're making better food choices just because they feel better about themselves. So all those things play such a big role. Um, hence bringing you on because I was like, you know, it's good for people to hear from you know your side what, uh, what people struggle with. And what's normal to struggle with yeah yeah
1: definitely. I suppose one of the biggest ones especially if you're in a, a couple um, or you know in a relationship with someone we tend to see people struggle with differences in their libido or desires or you can have high desire and low desire and mm. we have one person that's pulling and one person that, that is pushing and that can yep. be really difficult to navigate in relationships uh, and so it's just finding that balance and then finding out as well is what works for you. Sex doesn't always need to be penetrative. You know, people can be satisfied with touching, cuddling, kissing. You can have oral sex. You can have anal sex. It doesn't always need to be, you know, our normal idea of what penetrative sex is. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, of course, if you're, you know, orgasming. You're releasing all the happy hormones, you feel good and you start to train better, you start to eat better because you want to look good and you want to feel good. And if you're eating shit, you don't train and then you start feeling like shit as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that obviously it has a cascade effect on other things in other areas, yeah. So exactly. Yeah, then that's it, right? The importance of the same way I suppose, you know, I speak about clients about bowel movements. I like to speak about them about the sex life as well because (laughs) You know, if if that area of your life isn't being fulfilled, I wouldn't know a lot of detail about, you know, uh, individual kinks and things like that, but I figure if you can get the help you need from people like yourself uh, to get your desires met in the bedroom, outside the bedroom, wherever you are, um, you know, it's just going to play such a good role on the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. If you're, you know, if you're not congruent, so if what you want and you're not getting what you want you're not going to be happy, definitely. Mm. You know, it's. I can't think of an analogy to use right now. Yeah. But you know, if you're not happy in the bedroom, how can you be happy anywhere else in your life? If you're not. You masturbating, spend so
0: much time in the bedroom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Spend like a good one third of your life in your bedroom. Might as well make it fun.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Either have your partner play, have your solo play. Masturbation is so important, and yet no one does it. Like you. you Do you feel
0: like it's not spoken about enough? Is that why?
1: Yeah. Well, definitely, yep. it's not. I mean, who wants to talk about Oh, Well, in saying that, working on a mind site, the guys talk about masturbating a lot. You know,
0: it's <laughs> a different word, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like
1: it's very open up there. Yeah. There's a lot that I know about the guys, I wish I didn't sometimes. <laughs> um, but, you know, across all genders and identities, we don't talk about masturbation enough. Mm. Solo play is so pleasurable. And it gives you an idea of what you prefer as well as a person. How can anyone know how to touch you or how to please you if you don't know that yourself? Mm. So it's definitely something that needs to be spoken about and a bit more open as well. Everyone does it. Who cares?
0: Yeah. No, no, fair enough. And do you feel like um, that's probably, you know, when when we look at the biggest things that help relieve stress, obviously a lot of people utilize the gym. A lot of people use food. Uh, and the other thing is the actual physical release, uh, orgasm or masturbating. So that's like, do you feel like that's one area that you think could be improved in a lot of people's lives, just to help be less stressed in this world? Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite sayings is telling someone to go fuck themselves is not an insult. It's telling them to engage in <laughs> self care. <It's
0: laughs> like, I love you, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, it's definitely an area that people just. they get so embarrassed about you know um, and again social media and, and pornography and things like that come into it as well where we're so focused on being sensual and sacred sexuality and all of this stuff where it's this beautiful light and it's amazing and like yeah it's great it can be that you know you can touch yourself spend an hour exploring your body spend half an hour you know, touching yourself and that's fantastic but sometimes then it's dirty and it's raw and sometimes you just want to have an orgasm grab your vibrator grab your flashlight, <laughs> and just orgasm you know Such release fleshlight? stress are those what is,
0: what is, are they those rubber like yeah makeshift yeah okay all
1: right, it looks yeah. like a flashlight but it has you know certain contraptions
0: I <laughs> <laughs> so I happy days I'm glad there's psych out there Um I was going to say that way that, I suppose, is misconceived about masturbation and taking care of your sexual health, hmm. do you feel like that's something that, and, like, it's particularly, I might get all those wrong, L-E-G-Q-T-plus, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I-A-plus, <laughs> I-A yeah. I-A-plus, <laughs> yeah. So, in that community, of sense, you think, like, it's still even for, um, you know, guys and girls, that's been so much misinformation out there, there's so much less information out there for that community as well. So it's like, where do you you start?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, like I said, it's an area that, a community that I'm definitely not engaged in enough and being a heterosexual myself, something that I'm not completely aware of. Mm -hmm. But looking at everyone and talking to different types of people, there's nothing about it. There's no education for anybody at all. You know, in sex ed at school what, we had a condom oh, on a banana. That was so bad, eh? <laughs> Yeah. That was so bad.
0: I was like, why?
1: Exactly. I was like,
0: six-year-old dude telling me that? It's just, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, they can't <sighs> say erection without blushing or, you know. <sighs> yeah. We just, it was, go on the pill for girls, <laughs> make sure we wear a condom for boys, roll it on a banana, and 20 minutes is done. Like, there's just sex education. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs>
0: that's the other thing, right? Is uh, something, I suppose, I have a bit of a not a, what's the word, grudge against is that young girls being told they should go on the pill to control their hormones. Mm. When, you know, it takes, uh, from what I've learned so far, it takes about you know two years for your uh, monthly cycle period to develop uh, into the way it's supposed to as as a young woman. So if you're, as soon as you get it, you go on the pill, it it pulls that right back. You don't get that full development of your hormone cycle. Yes. And so when you come off, I get a lot of girls who compete um, one of the things I would recommend they do is speak to their doctor about coming off, so they can get just a nice even hormone balance, mm-hmm. and it just makes everything flow better for performance. Um, because if you've got something artificial messing up your monthly cycle, it's gonna it's gonna wreak havoc on performance recovery. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing that I look at and go, God, why do they? Why is that the first thing they recommend? Yeah, yeah
1: it's shocking. It really is. It's there's such a barrier to sexual health, even. Like, for men and for women. But, you know, that's the first thing they do. When I was 15, I was told the same thing. Go on the pill, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, and you don't get told the side effects or the causes that it will have 10, 20 years on. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's just this, like, candy. Let's just give all the females pills and things like that and yeah. it'll all be good. And it's there's no education about other things that you can do to help with that. um, Or the effect that it does have on your sexual health. You know, people... I talk to women... And then it's like, I don't want to have sex. I feel depressed. I don't want oh, to do yeah. anything. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, what sad, are you taking? It? Yeah. Mm. What are you putting in your body to feel this way? Yeah. Um, and the pill is one of them. You know, how can you... This is controlling your hormones and controlling your body. And you're trying to fight against that. And you literally can't. And it's... Mm. Yeah, it's shocking. It's really sad.
0: <laughs> no, I agreed. And I think that's, you know... And like you're saying, like... If you don't know the other, if you don't know your own desires, like why would you invest so much time to try and learn your partner's mm. desires if you gotta just go self? And uh, do you think that's something that couples struggle with when they are together for so long? They don't get enough alone time to actually know what they like and develop.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if it's they don't get enough alone time or are they not wanting alone time? Do you know mm, what I mean? Like, yeah, you've got a, partner, a so, yeah. yeah, why would you want to masturbate? Um. And there's just like, well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> like, yeah. Realistically, mm. um, why wouldn't you want to just put in five minutes of your time, have an orgasm, and you're all good? Yeah. You know, we joke about... Five
0: it, minutes is a quick word. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You've got a
1: good vibrator. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Can we brand you? i I'm jumping on eBay.
0: <the> <laughs> um,
1: you know, five, ten, fifteen minutes. Yeah. But multiple times during the day, why would you... Put so much pressure on your partner to provide that for you and you know, that's a whole another issue that can come into it um, just masturbate you know yep. find out what you like in a long term relationship keep on doing it there's you know it's not just perfunctionary go in and enjoy yourself
0: yeah and what uh, I suppose what do you think in your opinion are some of the biggest things that hold people back from being comfortable with themselves to do that
1: oh, in my opinion probably the the most that I've heard is definitely body issues, mm. um, and you get it across the board, people that go to the gym, you know, there's the running joke that when you go to the gym, you start getting body dysmorphia. Um, which yeah, actually I still think like I'm is... like a skinny kid.
0: Yeah, I think it's As long true. as I get skinny. <laughs> you look know in the mirror and you that. feel like
1: you weigh 40 kilos yeah. more than what you actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, some body issues, definitely. And then just how we're raised as well. You know, that can come into it. Mm. The ideas that we have about sex or the lack of ideas we have about it. If you've never been told that it's okay to do this or if you've been shamed into doing that, um, then of course you're not going to explore your body because it's those deep beliefs that we have that can start to affect what we do.
0: Mm. You know what's crazy is that the way we're progressing now in like the Western world with uh, sexology and everything based around being able to understand your own sexuality mm. and express yourself in any way you can. In countries in this world, there's still women that get sold into marriage mm. for families to own a estate or, you know, like that. I suppose that was the original, and that was, you know, a long time ago, that was originally what marriage was. It was uh, a business transaction. Yeah. And a lot of that, being the history, You've still got those traditions that seep into beliefs now, right? Mm, definitely.
1: Especially if you're coming up, religious households. um, you know, everyone is entitled to their beliefs and and how they operate. But there's that that shame, you know, and even in our society, even in the Western world, there's still a shame. We use sex to sell everything, you know. A
0: hundred percent. Like look at the gym industry. That's the entire gym and like the whole fitness industry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is the way we sell it, but then to actually do the act and have a healthy sex life is a bad thing.
1: Yes. (laughs) It's just shame. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No,
1: you can't do that. It's like, where's
0: the line? <laughs> There's yeah. like this invisible line. We have yeah. sex
1: to reproduce. Like, no, we don't. <laughs> no, no,
0: you can actually enjoy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. it's just that that belief that we have, and it's hard to get away from that. If you grew up in a religious household, you have that. If you grew up in a household where it wasn't spoken about because it just wasn't appropriate conversation, um, all of this can lead to then when you're an adult. And you may not even be aware of it, but as soon as you start to you know, invest that time in yourself and try to pleasure yourself, it feels wrong. you know. And if you're not aware of why it feels wrong, then you just keep on going and you're just this unhappy person that never orgasms oh, and never masturbates. Man. Honestly,
0: <laughs> I've met some poor ladies out there who, you know, they'll be in, in their 30s. Um, not naming anyone, uh, but... And, a lot of their life have struggled mm. with their like own body image or they've struggled, uh, you know, just uh, beautiful people. And struggle with their own body image, can't see it for themselves, but really struggle to be at one with themselves with their own sexuality, which is really sad because I suppose a lot of it stems, and one, one of them was telling me a lot of it stem from her previous relationships where everything was done pretty much the same way they'd watch porn. So it was like, it's such a sad thing to come across because, you know, they one in all their sexual life only ever had one, if not zero, orgasms, which sounds yeah. fucking crazy to me. And really, <laughs> really sad. I'm like, this is so sad. Like <laughs> yeah. hell. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but it's just... And that's quite a regular thing as a, a, a single male that's quite active um, that I come across that. Mm. And then you get others that probably aren't... I wouldn't say... They're more confident in themselves in their body, mm. and they're just so relaxed in you know a sexual setting, and can just orgasm for days, and just you like know, it's just the difference in mindset that you come across. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Previous relationships, a hundred percent. Like if you, and that's where it comes into you know, especially men. I find women aren't as open, you know, about watching pornography, but. Men start watching pornography And they're almost conditioned to believe That this is what it should be like You should be able to walk in five seconds later
0: like you're having penetrative sex and then the woman she orgasms it's really aggressive eh? yeah five exactly. Seconds, Jesus I need like half an hour just to calm my heart rate down and get into get into the right mind frame yeah get in the zone and then you sort of get in yeah. position and you're
1: like I need to do my Whoa. stretches you make sure
0: I don't pull a hamstring
1: there's nothing worse than pulling a hamstring
0: oh. during sex Mine's, mine would be the calf cramp I know I'm low on magnesium if I get a calf cramp I'm like Jesus then like cramps up, and you're like no 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 you're like some, some. so
1: for a woman when speaking as a single female that is yeah. quite comfortable with my sex life but you know what giving a guy a head and then you get a shoulder cramp or something <laughs> that is the worst and then, check out, check out. yeah exactly but they're getting yeah. excited because you know men and their ego and you're like no I'm actually I'm in pain <laughs> I need to move um, but it's amazing that there's so many people that aren't comfortable with that it's sex is so messy and raw and embarrassing sometimes Um, and it's just being comfortable to have a laugh but we can't do that because we never see it unless we're exposed to someone like you said that is comfortable in themselves and confident we never see that we always get that really awkward kind of let's just do it the way that pornography shows us or let's just do missionary for Mm. half an hour or an hour Um, and then you know as soon as Someone orgasms. It's all good. It's sweet. We roll over. We go to sleep. Mm. And it's like, well, it's not like that. You know, there's so much to it, yeah. and there's so much that you can get from it that isn't just this perfunctionary, Let's fuck, go to sleep. I
0: think <laughs> the thing that I love most, uh, probably, uh, if, if there's one love language I have, it would be physical touch. But the thing I love most is connection and intimacy. Like that's mm. that's like the core of everything that I do when I when I'm with someone. So. I think that's what a lot of people might lack in previous situations that like when people have come across them that I've met is like one of the things I hear a lot is there's no intimacy, there's no connection. It's just the physical act, yep. which just sounds like you're driving blind. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like how can you enjoy the drive if you can't see and like can't actually you know smell the air and enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. Even in casual relationships, I find that is probably where it's lacking the most mm. because we're so focused on you know situationships and not getting attached, not catching the feels, all of that kind of stuff. Um, that but in
0: doing that, it blocks that actual connection that yes. you want and intimacy that you're probably craving that leads you to want to do that in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: just because you're having sex with someone casually because you don't want a relationship with them doesn't mean you can't be intimate and have that connection.
0: God, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Just a
1: hint to everyone oh, out
0: there. That is, that is exactly how I try to explain it to people. And people are like, no, I can't feel. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're <laughs> human. You're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel good. Exactly. Like, you're supposed to enjoy yourself. Yes. But yeah, like, uh, and going again back to where I use a reference for clients. I think I did a post. Uh, it would be a couple of months ago, but it was. Uh, something I asked my weekly check-in forms is like, you know, your yeah, libido slash activity level. Uh, uh, for me, anything under twice a week of sexual activity is like what I'd consider, and again, I'll get your opinion on this, but I'd consider it low. Anything three to, three to five times a week, you know, moderate, um, six plus high means you, you've got a very active life. A lot of people go, oh, but I didn't have sex. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's not just about sex. It's like you know, all the other things you could do that could involve you know, boosting, your, boosting your activity in that area. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that's a big misconception, like you said, is that people think it's just penetration. Um, it's not just, you know, the solar time or your vein or oral, or things like that. It's like all those things count and build up that um, broad library. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And it's, again, we just don't know. Um, I remember the first time I was introduced to erotic massage. And this... It, Wait, again, what is erotic massage? Yeah, so <laughs> you're massaging someone and you're focusing on areas, so erogenous zones or pleasure points on the body. But you're not focusing on. (laughs) (laughs) You're not focusing on. I should never
0: do (laughs) massage.
1: You go to the butt last. Um, Yeah. yeah. You know, it's focusing on all the other areas in the body that can be pleasurable for someone, and that's what you're touching, and you're engaging in connection and intimacy. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. touch. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like. I'm not going to sleep with you, but we should do erotic massage. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Like, <laughs> what the hell, yeah. Um, But, yeah, engaging in that and then not having penetrative sex was amazing. And then it was sort of just like, why aren't we doing this? Why are people so caught up in penetrative sex when you can just do things like erotic massage or oral? There's so many different ways. Kissing to some people yeah. is seen as sexual. Yeah. You know, just engage in those types of I don't kissing
0: isn't sexual.
1: Yeah, exactly. Except for like
0: grammar on the cheek, it's like yeah, if that
1: was sexual, <laughs> um, so you might need to have a bit of a chat offline there.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, like uh, again, going back to the performance aspect, I find that people that have the high libido or higher sexual activity just kill it. Mm. Like they kill it performance-wise. Like you know, jobs usually it's it's a snowball effect, not just from that, but. It's like, you know, work's going well, or even work might be stressful, training's going well, performance strength is going well, uh, other areas might be stressful, but when sex life is good, it's just like, oh, it's like everything's pretty good. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. All those happy hormones. Yes. Yeah. Orgasm to be happy. It's yeah. such a simple formula, and it's the one thing that people never think of, and you, you would see it as well. People come to you, and they're so unhappy with their training and the nutrition and their body, and they're just like, I don't know what's going on. It's like, well... Where is your sex life? Mm. What are you doing?
0: Do you think a lot of uh, some other things too? Some uh, and Again, you're probably more experienced with this, but some females would be more self-conscious about the look of their vagina.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. So, you know, using porn, I suppose, as an example, but you look at pornography and there's not a diverse range. No,
0: they pick the, the only, like percent of what they look like exactly yeah,
1: yeah. i
0: had to google this because i was like <laughs> it was, it was a time i was just i think in you know a space of a week it was about there's a few different types and i was like they all look different like i'm like <laughs> i need to google this to just make sure that this is you know this is normal because i was like mm-hmm. yeah you have this expectation as a male from seeing you might you know if you've been in a long term relationship or thing you got one type or you got a couple types and you see like a, quite a few different types like fuck so Google, I think there's like, I uh, could be wrong. There's like twenty three or twenty plus different types when you consider mm-hmm. labias and lips and different things and all that. I was like, holy shit! And I was like, that's amazing because <laughs> yeah. that's not taught and that should be taught, especially in sex ed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. We and for men as well, you know, there's different types of cocks. There's yeah. different types of vulvas. So and using that education as well, you know, it's a vulva and a penis and. There's so many different types, different lengths, like you said, different looks to it. You know, I think what someone was like. There's innies and outies. Yep. It took me a while. I had to Google that one. Yeah, <laughs> I was
0: like, what is it? Like belly buttons. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's just no diversity shown, and it's it's sad because women, you know, we're encouraged to look and we're encouraged to explore ourselves, but then we go and see these beautiful vulvas, and we're just like. It doesn't look
0: like that, and then you get so embarrassed, and you have a guy going down on you, and all you're thinking is, "Oh my goodness, has he seen anything like this?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, shit. That's, uh, I can only imagine that thought, and you know, I, I think there's been moments where I've been that dude, and I just like I'm, I don't care. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what it looks like. It's just to me, it's you know, it's person, um, happy days. But some people are like, well, "Is it okay? Is it okay?" And I'm like, yes. <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen yeah, exactly and i think it's yeah. just
1: coming away from the idea that no one cares like at the end of the day if you're having sex with someone you're like this is the greatest moment of my life oh, yeah like, it's like
0: nothing can come between that space and that world it's like that is that is your peace and happiness yeah exactly yeah. you
1: know it's no one cares and that's what i tell a lot of my clients and a lot of my friends you know we speak about it and they're just like, what if they're looking at my body fat? What if they're looking at my rolls?
0: <laughs> who they're... looks at that one you... Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm yeah. just like, you know what? They're just so happy to be having sex with someone. It might have been a little while because they could have had sex with someone yesterday. But yeah. they're just like, this person wants to have sex with me. I'm just happy to be here. And who gives a shit? Don't see them again. It doesn't matter. like it's your body own what it looks like be confident enough in yourself where you're just like I look fucking amazing and that's all good like I'm happy with who I am and I think it's coming back down to that self worth and that self esteem you know have that within yourself and then Mm. you don't care what you look like
0: that's it I think right there what you're saying is people's insecurities probably Mm. come out the most in the bedroom oh definitely and I think again in my experience is single male and again this could be right or wrong don't know but the girls that are most self-conscious about the body usually look you know most females would kill to look like them mm. like they look amazing and then what you say to them that like, oh, i don't look good enough i don't look good enough or i don't feel no. like they like I, I, feel, I just always feel like that's so sad mm. and, it's, and that plays such a role in how they can orgasm which usually they can't yeah. um and i think that just starts for if Knowing that, you know, you're perfect the way you are. Mm. You, you might want to better yourself a little here and there, and that's perfectly normal too, but be happy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Be Tra- happy you're alive. <laughs> yes, and, yeah. you
1: know, just have this personal belief that you look amazing. Mm. Why, why wouldn't you? Why would you spend your life feeling horrible about yourself? Like, we go to the gym and things, and we engage in all of these behaviors where we want to look better and feel better. Um, and that's great, but have that self-worth. You know, have that self belief that you do look amazing and have that appreciation for yourself as well. And I think that comes down to it a lot. It's, you know, if you don't have that, then, like I said, you can't orgasm. And for men as well, you know, you find it. Some guys I sleep with and they're just like, they look fantastic. And I was like, yeah. coming from a PT point of view, you look amazing. Coming from a female <laughs> point of view, you look amazing. And they're just like, no, I don't have a 12-pack or calves. <laughs> Who
0: actually small. has a 12-pack? That is my question. Unless you're going to a
1: bottle no one has a 12-pack. Yeah. <laughs> um, my calves are too small. All of these <laughs> things hang ups, <laughs> And um, you're just like, no. just The only thing you that like matters
0: not. for the guys listening is that you can perform a hip for us well. That is it.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, if you're gonna work on anything, make sure you can hip thrust double your body weight or something. Honestly. Like
0: <laughs> that is like a that is a good sign. And it's amazing how much this plays into seeing people exercise in the gym. Because hmm. the guys that really struggle to perform a hip because... If you look at a deadlift or a squat, essentially the top movement is a hip thrust. You've got to be able to push hips through and engage glutes, mm-hmm. get maximal tension, and that's where a lot of power comes from for the rest of hip stability and driving for the legs as well. So to have a strong deadlift, a strong squat, you also want strong hips, which means strong glutes. Yeah. So I always prescribe and guys go, "Oh, why are you a strength coach and you prescribe hip thrust?" I'm like, "Well, <laughs> I need your hips to be strong and stable so you don't get injured." Mm-hmm. And the guys that have the lowest, um, you know, sex drive or the lowest uh, activity levels. Can't hit for us to save those lives, mm. um, so I'm like, you got some homework this week. I'm like, go get laid, <laughs> go, get, go enjoy yourself, and then usually after three or four weeks, I come back and hit for us. Technique is perfect. I'm like, good man. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. like, you got this. So yeah, and again, it's so much not spoken about, but I think it should be is that being able to um, get your body functioning well in the bedroom will actually help your squat and deadlift. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. And the same for women. You know, if you're on top. Get that squat movement pattern
0: done. Yeah. <laughs> if a woman squats, you know she's going to be good riding camera. Uh, yeah. If you're on top, that's
1: considered leg day.
0: So, make sure you log it. Yeah, exactly. A bit a cardio. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's funny, eh? God. So, yeah. Wow. I can't imagine if I was reverse, i am like, oh, I'm fucking doing this. Yeah. Just, like, moving all this body weight. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ladies need
1: hip thrust as well. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely those sort of those movement patterns. And it, again, it comes back down to it's sexual. That's what we're doing in the bedroom. That's where you want to strengthen. And then uh, coming back to our conversation, where you don't get cramps and things like that. Mm. As long as you're training well, you shouldn't get cramps in the bedroom. And if you do, just swap positions and you're fine.
0: Yeah, or increase magnesium and sodium too. <laughs> <That> too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you always find like cramping is. Uh... It's, um, yeah, I'm always low on something. Or I've, or if I've done too much in one day, so I've done, like, heavy squats or heavy deadlifts and then have a big act, active night as well, um, I'm just putting the next day is, like, fuck you, Cash. <laughs> 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 it is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh. not going to lie. If I've done a leg down, I'm just like, yeah, <clears> uh,
1: can't, can't see you tonight because I'll probably <laughs> cramp up, I'll pass out, something will happen. <laughs>
0: Oh, no energy. God. Love that. Now times i gone to my physio and be like, so last night uh, I threw a back out. Don't ask. <laughs> <How> <laughs> like, what was <laughs> like, what were you doing? I was like, there's a leg here, there's a leg there. And I was like, ah, fuck, I'm cramped. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right, let's, let's undo the situation. <laughs> yes,
1: engage in yoga and Pilates. Go yeah. to your physio. like. The amount times you get people and they're just like, Let me just put you in this position, you end up as a pretzel five minutes later, and yeah. you're like, Something's gonna break or snap, or something's yeah. gonna happen here, it's gonna be really uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and going back to us I suppose, like, you know, we spoke about the importance of uh, confidence and body image and being comfortable in yourself to have a good uh, sex life is that how you say sexual, yeah. se- sexual health?
1: Oh look, sex life, sexual health, I think it all kind yeah, of ties strong, in.
0: Strong sex uh sex health is what do you think are some key other key things that are missing for people or some tips out there for them listening?
1: To, to in, like increase their yeah, sexual health. Yeah. yeah. Um I suppose get in tune with your body, get in tune with what you like and your pleasure. Have fun with it. You know, it doesn't have to be serious. Dance around your house naked, uh, as long as all your windows are closed. So just engage to in them that. open.
0: <laughs> My poor neighbors. Yeah, let Cash know where you live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so just have fun and play. Be sensual and intimate with yourself, and that will increase your body confidence. Like I said, we work so hard outside of the bedroom with our nutrition and our physical health, and there's this big focus on it and on our mental health, but our sexual health, You need to be intimate and sensual within yourself touch yourself focus on how it feels you know um one thing that my therapist told me was if you're in the shower focus on how the water feels hitting your body lather yourself up with soap touch each part of yourself really focus on how it feels um and then when you're engaging in sex with another person focus on how that feels as well And bring that mindfulness to the sensations in the body. So it's really, again, coming back to your body, how everything feels, that sensation. Be sensual and intimate with yourself so that you can do that with someone else. And that will increase your sex life. So, yeah, definitely dance around naked. It's very freeing. It's probably one
0: of my biggest tips that I got taught. Um, and I feel like it's worked really well. <laughs> if you live with other people or like, um, you know, housemates or anything, just make sure that they, they, they're, they're aware.
1: <laughs> or, oh, you know what, just pull them
0: into it as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll just naked. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, and what about for, I suppose, for couples, which is probably where, you know, a lot of the issues arise after they've been together for a while, they may have lost a spark or they may have, uh, I suppose people go through change as well. Mm-hmm. So in within a relationship, they might change. Their kinks might change. Their um, expectations might change. What's your advice for them?
1: God, communicate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just talk to one another. It's It is amazing, seriously amazing, that when you're talking to couples and they're just like, I'm so unhappy with my sex life. I'm so unhappy in other areas. And you're just like, have you even spoken to them about it? And they're like, oh, no. It's like, I just want to hit you and like, strangle you. Why would you not speak about it? Be open with your partner and communicate. Mm. I'm unhappy in this area. You know, I'd like to try this. Or are you unhappy as well? What's going on? Have a look at where it's failing, so to speak, just to be blocked, where it's failing And then bring it to attention. You know, you don't have to be very well-versed in communication. Just express your needs and express your desires. Be confident enough in what you want. So you're saying that, you know, things can change, especially after kids, I find it's a big one as well. Once you've had kids, women can just lose that desire um, and that comes back again to body issues. But communicate to your partner what you want in the bedroom. During sex, tell them what you want. Don't be afraid to be like, no, it's not a DJ booth, mate. Just nice and gentle or slow it down. You DJ booth <laughs> 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 I get it, okay,
0: that makes sense, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um and then <laughs> you know two <from> records. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Switch. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: playing some rap music. Uh,
0: uh, um, uh, so,
1: just Communicate is probably
0: the biggest thing. I love that That's just like. Oh, this is like this is like my favorite episode right now. So happy.
1: It's a good topic, I think, to talk yeah. about. Um, and yeah, and for guys as well is not to be embarrassed. Just it's um it's fascinating. You get men and they talk to you about sex and things, and they're just like, "She wants to try butt stuff." but that makes me gay. And you're just like, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> if you want butt stuff, do the butt stuff. Like you literally have a prostate, which is so pleasurable and so many men don't explore it. Um, so just be open and just accept what you want and then communicate that to your partner and try it. You could love everything. You could hate it. And if you hate it, move on to the next one. Yeah. Life's yeah. too short to don't have boring you try. sex.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. And uh, as a sign-off, where do people find you and how do they get hold of you for uh, more information?
1: Yep, so probably Instagram is probably the best one um, at the moment. It's just Donnelly Pazley. Uh, and I'm working up in Alkimos and down in Milan at the moment as well for counselling. But for anything to do with sex, Instagram is probably the best place to go.
0: Love it. Thank you so much for coming along today.
1: Thank you.